When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Monday, March 15th, the Ides of March. Hoinsy, it's the Ides of March here on the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. Beware the Ides of March. Who's who who should be beware right uh, you know, be the most wary, I guess, out in Arizona as the Indians continue spring training at, in Goodyear. At two uh, Mar- Mercado. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I don't know. There's, who's everybody in the field out there? We've we've got to give Hoinsey a pass today. He got his second vaccine shot, so you don't you don't know uh, you don't know what what's what's going to happen with him if he's a little bit off today. But uh, Hoinsey feeling good. Uh, the Indians feeling pretty good. They had a B squad game on Sunday. Uh, we don't know a lot of the details about it, but we do know that Aaron Savali went four innings, and in that final fourth inning, he gave up a grand slam. But uh, Tito and Carl Willis think the uh, the stuff is good. Everything's feeling good. Uh, all signs pointing to Savali getting stretched out to the point where he's ready to start the season. Yeah, that's a good sign, Joe. I think he might be the first Indians pitcher to go four innings, maybe. Um, so, you know, you, I think he came to camp. When he came to camp, he said he was ready to go three, right? And then they dialed it back a little bit and had every starter go two. So, I'm sure uh, Savali has been uh, is ready and uh, next start. Well, it'll be interesting how he does the next start against the uh, big league team. Right. And and that's like Bieber said the last time he went out. Now it's to the point where you just keep adding on an inning and getting to the point where you feel feel comfortable and getting stretched and, and you don't feel fatigued or, or, or whatever as you as you push that next inning. Uh, I think they're going to you know keep an eye on him. But Savali has given no indication in the past that you know, you really have to worry about him uh, limits, pitch limits, innings wise. I think he's a guy who can, you can pretty much let him go out there and uh, you know, if he's feeling good, let him go. Yeah. And uh, you know, I think, uh, you know, I, I would think they want to get those guys up to about, you know, 80 to hundred pitches before they break camp at the end of March, you know, six, seven innings, you know, that's usually uh, what they're looking for. And, you know, most of the starters, I think at least they like to have them throw at least 20 to 25 innings in a spring. So, and that counts B games as well, because obviously they have to count B games because there's no inner, you know, no split squad games now. So, you know, they, they're looking for innings anywhere they can, any way they can get them. 
Right, and and that's something that Terry Francona did mention in his his uh, his interview today. Uh, he said, with the the lack of split squads, with the lack of uh, innings in some games where they're getting cut seven, eight, nine innings, uh, you know, sh- you know, a couple innings short, uh, it, it's been tough to find innings for guys and, and make sure they're getting all their work in while you're being fair to the uh, the bullpen guys who need to get a look as well. Uh, other developments from that B squad game. Uh, Ahmed Rosario uh, playing center field, and I think he got one ball in, I think, uh, right center field uh, that he he had to track down. But uh, Tito says that uh, Ahmed is off today, and Ahmed Rosario is going to play center field in the exhibition game scheduled tomorrow against the Angels. Yeah, you know, (laughs) that's a pretty quick transition. (laughs) Four innings in a B game and go get them, kid, against the Angels. The next, (laughs) with a day off, and then go, you make make your first, I guess I would imagine he's starting in center field. So uh, it's a tough, I mean, center field, obviously the easiest position out there to play, but still, you know, high sky in Arizona, wind is always blowing. It could it might not be a fun day for uh, Rosario. No, and and if it's not a fun day, does that immediately put a wet blanket on the whole experiment, or is that something that they're going to keep rolling them out there? Uh, you know, I I made the comment before we started recording. Ahmed Rosario playing center field to me feels a lot like Jason Kipnis playing center field uh, at the end of the season in you know 2017 2018 uh, as he did it both times. And it, it's okay. So you can play out there, you know, Jason Kipnis at least had a background as a, in, in the minor leagues and, and in college as a, a center, an outfielder. Uh, Ahmed Rosario is, is a shortstop and you're putting him out there. Yeah, he can play out there. Great. But is he a great center fielder? Can he be a great center fielder? That's really hard to do in the space of four days. Yeah, I'd say so. And, you know, they always say, you know, this, your shortstop is the best athlete on the team. And, uh, you know, we're going to find that out, how just how good an athlete uh, Rosario is, how much ground he can cover. And, you know, Joe, I think if it goes bad or if he struggles one day, I mean, they, they can't just pull the plug on this. I mean, they've obviously made a commitment to this guy. They're paying him. You know, they got to find out if they can play him out there. And I think you just kind of bite your tongue and roll, like you said, roll with it. Right. And, and again, that, that leaves the question of, you know, the other options that they have in the outfield, Oscar Mercado, the, the, the pressure he must be feeling right now is intense. He, he had a couple of at-bats in the, uh, the B squad game and, you know, Tito didn't say much about that. If, if he had, 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 had great at-bats in the, in the B squad game, we might've heard, yeah, Mercado had, you know, did well in the B squad game, but, you know, we didn't hear that. Uh, we heard Jordan Luplo got a couple at bats uh, and, you know, he's coming back from a, a sore ankle, but, you know, does Mercado have a reason to be concerned right now? You know, I, you know, that's a great question, Joe. I mean, if you look at the way they, they like to use the outfield, you know, the Rosario and, and uh, Mercado are both right-handed hitters. So you can't platoon with a guy there, you know, Zimmer has, you know, statistically has had a good camp. I think he's hitting like 350, something like that. But, you know, judging by Tito's comments on Zimmer, you know, I, I don't know, you know, if he if he's high on the totem pole either. So, you know, this is really uh, kind of a shot in the dark. And uh, if they get lucky with Rosario, is he the opening day center fielder? I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know what kind of playing time that they can expect to give 
Rosario out of the gate, but if, if he's your opening day center fielder and number two hitter, can you imagine the, the possibilities of if, if that's the, if that's the case? Yeah. I mean, you know, obviously, you know, he's, he can hit, he's a professional hitter. You know, he's had some, he had two years ago when he hit 17, 17 home runs. So that's a good bat to have a right-handed hitter to have in your lineup. Um, you know, and I don't know. It's, it's really, it's interesting. And, you know, I, I just don't know if it, if it's fair, you know, is it, it's interesting, but is it fair to put a guy out there that has never played there and just tell him to go get him? I, you know, I, 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 that, you know, I know. Obviously, they did it in the in the postseason with with Kipnis, but they had no chance, no no choice in the postseason. Everybody right. else was hurt. Right, and, and here and, they have some options. And and it was a week ago that that Tito said to us. He said, "Look, we're going to try and be fair to him." We we had the conversation. It was a week ago when he did, and he said, "We're going to take it slow. We're going to take it easy. When he feels comfortable, we're going to." Uh, apparently, that went out the window, and that was uh, a couple of days, and and there it is. All of this points to good things for Andres Jimenez, who has continued to do nothing but, you know, represent himself well in camp. And and it looks like he's 100 percent earned that starting uh, shortstop job. If they can just, you know, plop him down in the the seven, eight or nine spot in the batting order and let him play shortstop all season. uh, I think he could he could really have a good year for the Indians. Yeah, I mean, he is, you know, Tito wouldn't come out and say it, but he kind of, you know, in a backdoor manner, he did say that, you know, Jimenez is going to be the shortstop. Uh, you know, he's come in, he's won the job. It seemed like he went, won the job in the first week at camp to me, or maybe, maybe that was the plan all along, but he really helped it along with the way he hit. And, uh, you know, he's, he's, you know, proved to be a solid defender. He can run a little bit. So, you know, you know, and, and, you know, he, he doesn't seem to be affected. Well, we, at least in spring training, about replacing uh, Francisco Lindor, and you know that's those are big shoes to fill. That is the innocence of youth, right there. Not not knowing that, uh, not not realizing what's going on, not feeling that pressure. I don't think uh, Gabriel Arias among uh, three players sent down to the AAA or option to AAA, uh, along with Sam Henches, and uh, the third player was Ernie Clement. Ernie Clement as well. Yeah, er- Ernie Clement just does everything they ask of him. Uh, poor guy can't get a can't get a sniff at the major league level, but uh, Sam Hench is another guy who uh, really has the potential to make an impact on the major league level this year. Yeah, he did a great job in his first first and only start of the spring against the Dodgers on Friday, two scoreless. Um, you know, he's he really made he impressed the right people in spring training, and uh, if they need a left hander, you know, a spot start, or maybe they need some help in the bullpen. You know, I would think uh, he's, he's on the fast track, Joe. There's never been a better time to register for Indian subtext and get all your Cleveland Indians news with updates from Cleveland.com reporters Paul Hoynes and Joe Noga. Get on board now by going to joinsubtext.com slash Cleveland Indians. Our subscriber-based service gives you the latest news, analysis, and more from the Indians. For $3.99 a month, you get everything we're hearing from the team and the first word before things are announced. We text you big breaking news directly to your phone, even before it's up on cleveland.com. And you can text us directly with your questions and opinions on everything from the team's name to that day's lineup. And it's the only way to get your questions and comments on the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. Why sign up? Hear from one of our subscribers. 
I'm uh, Jeff Heinerson. I grew up there in Milan, Ohio, but I now live out in Idaho. I've been here for 40 years, and uh, my son was born and raised here, and I got him as a birthday present, uh, your subtext. And I wanted to thank Paul for sending him a birthday greeting and to tell you that he is really enjoying the subtext. He even He's not from Ohio, but because he grew up with me, he's hardcore Indian fan. <laughs> so thanks again. Jeff and all of our Indian subtext subscribers agree. There's a lot going on with the Indians, and the best way to keep up is with Indian subtext. Go to joinsubtext.com slash Cleveland Indians, or better yet, text Hoinsey at 216-208-4346. Again, that's 216-208-4346. We look forward to hearing from you on Indian Subtext. The Talkin' Tribe opening day virtual event will take place April 5th at noon, featuring Indians reporters and columnists from Cleveland.com and The Plain Dealer. Tickets can be reserved online at cleveland.com. This year, you can enter to win entry to our VIP experience and get the opportunity to mingle with former Cleveland Indians players. Only 150 tickets are available for the exclusive experience and can be won through our sweepstakes. Register now to win at cleveland.com slash tribe. Be sure to join Paul Hoynes, Terry Pluto, Joe Noga, and Doug LaMaurice as we get you ready for the home opener at Progressive Field and the rest of the Indians' 2021 season. So the Indians over the weekend lost 5-4 to four to the Giants. Uh, Zach Plesak gave up four, four runs, uh, including a three-run home run. A uh, little bit of a, an up-and-down struggle. He, he, Tito said that his slider was a little flat. Uh, the breaking pitches weren't, uh, weren't necessarily working. Uh, again, that third, that third outing of spring training, maybe – uh, he's at a point where, you know, he's sharpening up his mechanics, whatever. And now these last couple of, of outings in, in the next two weeks, uh, we're hope to see what we need to see out of Zach Plesek to, to be an effective frontline starter. Yeah. You know, and uh, it, it was such a, you know, a kind of a high a peak in a Valley compared to uh, his start, his previous start when he, I think through three scoreless innings said he felt electric on the mound then he comes in, you know, then he has to face the Giants and they and gets knocked around a little bit. So but that's what spring training is for. You know, it, it's uh, to get everything, get your delivery in, in order, get your pitches in order. And the results, you know, like uh, Tito says, a month from now, nobody's going to care what you did in the desert. Right. Um, and uh, another pitcher that's having an up and down spring. Uh, James Karinchak, a guy who the Indians are going to be relying on a lot in the bullpen. Uh, Karinchak, another bad outing, I believe, on Friday, uh, gave up a bunch of runs and really got pulled after only getting one out uh, in, in his inning of work, uh, left with the bases loaded, gave up a couple of uh, runs after that. But uh, Karinchak just really struggling with his command. Yeah, and, and we've seen this all spring, Joe. I, and I, I don't know, I think we, we talked to uh, Frank Cohn about this you know is he putting too much pressure on himself he, he looks like that that's to me just from the outside looking in you know he told everybody he wants to close he wants to be the the closer at the end of spring training and it looks like he's putting a, a, a way too much pressure on himself uh you know we've seen one good one one bad one one good one one bad one and if he's you know obviously I think he's gonna he's gonna be in the bullpen but what role is he gonna fill that's that's the question that uh, the Indians haven't answered yet. 
at, at this point, if you're Terry Francona and Carl Willis, can you feel comfortable putting him out there in a high, in a in a game closing situation? Uh, you've already shown that you you feel comfortable when you need one strikeout to to run him out there and, and get one guy you know to to swing and miss. Uh, you can do that, but can you trust him to close a game and really get that twenty seventh out? Yeah, that's you know that's the that's the big thing, and you know the ninth inning. Everybody says you know there's such a debate about closers. You know how important are they? But you know from from my point of view, the ninth inning is different than than any other inning, uh, and it and you see it and it and the pitchers that can do it that can survive in that ninth inning and succeed in it are a little different than than the guys that pitch in the innings leading up to that. Now that might be simple, you know, simplicity, but it just, you know, just from, from the way I look at it, you know, that that's the way it's always been. So, you know, I think Karen check, you know, I could, I could see them maybe starting them in him in the seventh or eighth inning, having him work back there, giving them some, some chances as a closer, you've got class a, you've got, you know, some, some veteran guys like Whitgren and maybe uh, Blake Parker guys like that, that maybe could close, but uh no, I don't know if I'm if I'm Frank Kona and, and Carl Willis, do I put Karen check? Is he my closer on opening day? I I, I don't know. I, I don't know. That's that's a tough. Uh, you can't if you're going to if you're trying to win opening day and he goes out there and throws nine balls like he did here in spring training a couple you know appearances ago. That's not going to be that's not going to end well. Right. Uh, you know, especially when you have other options and other veteran options to, to fill the role. I think it's. Uh, you know, it, it might be a, a good idea to, to ease him into that role. Uh, looking at today, the Indians send Logan Allen out to uh, the mound to face the, the Oakland A's. Uh, is anybody having a better camp than Logan Allen uh, pitching-wise for the Indians? I, I mean, he's done everything you can ask and more. He's caught Tito's eye uh, with his body transformation and his weight loss. And he's just, he's one of those guys who you think the sky's the limit for him this season. Yeah, he's pitched re- really well. Uh, the question is, has he pitched well enough to earn a spot in the rotation? Has he pitched well enough to beat out Tristan McKenzie or Cal Quantro? Because, you know, we know that it's pretty set that the first three guys are going to be Beaver, Savali, and, and Plesak. Uh, you know, Savali and Plesak might be in a different order, but, you know, those three guys are kind of set. But can he win a fourth? Can Logan Allen win a fourth or fifth job in the rotation? Yeah, and you know he's he's certainly he's had a couple outings where he struck out you know four five six guys. Uh, he, he's looked strong. He's he reworked his slider so that you know it it doesn't just to a to a right-handed batter his slider doesn't just dive at the the back knee. It goes all the way down and dives at the back foot. You know it's a more effective. It's a sharper pitch. And uh, he was working with Austin Hedges on that as well. You just you just get the feeling that he is more comfortable out there than he ever has been. And don't forget, he's still 23 years old. We just, we, we automatically expect because, you know, he, he came over in the, the Trevor Bauer deal that, that he was going to be, uh, you know, right away, step into the, uh, the starting rotation for the Indians, sort of, uh, you know, ready for the big leagues kind of kid. But at the time, he was only 21 years old. Yeah, and uh, you're right. At 23, left-hander, you know, uh, just uh, is really in a good spot, Joe. I mean, you know, he can help him in the bu- in the bullpen. He can help in the rotation. You know, it looks like they probably will open the season 
you know, with off days, probably with a four man rotation. So maybe, you know, Logan opens in a bullpen and, and eventually moves into one, you know, the fifth spot or what, whatever. Yeah. It, with, with all the off days and with, you know, the way the schedule works out, it would not surprise me if one of the veteran bullpen guys like a Blake Parker or a Heath Hembry uh, takes a spot early on the roster and Logan Allen goes to the, uh, the development, the, the alternate site, but is ready to join the roster as soon as things get regular with the, the schedule uh, and, and have a spot there. And who knows, you know, with injuries, with whatever other evaluation, uh, they, they could have, I, I could see Tito telling us at some point, hey, we had a conversation with Logan Allen today. He's going to go to the alternate camp. Yeah. But we told him that he's, he is a phone call away. So uh, sounds like that could be an option. All right, Hoinsey, uh, what else we got this week? This is a big week for the Indians out there. Yeah. St. Patrick's, yeah, I mean, St. Patrick's Day week, they play a night game on St. Patrick's Day. Oh, look out. Who did? Why, why did somebody do this to us? Yeah, that's, that's terrible. <laughs> St. Patrick's Day, and they're playing a night game in Arizona. Well, what am I expected to do on that day? <laughs> Got to behave yourself. They did not. They did not take into consideration the the desire of baseball reporters to enjoy St. Patrick's Day <laughs> in one form or another. Uh, but yeah, other than that, uh, we're going to find out a lot more about what this roster is going to look like. I think by the end of this week. Yeah, lots of jobs still up for grabs. First base, uh, utility jobs, center field, right field. Uh, the bullpen, the last uh, spot or two in the rotation, lots of decisions to be made. All right, Hoinsey, we will check in again with you tomorrow here on the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. We'll see you then. All right, Joe.